Hi, this is Marlene, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Whether you're watching a video or listening to a podcast, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. Links to videos or MP3 files can be found on MiamiGhostChronicles.com. Go to MarlenePardo.com for information on new book releases. I narrate several podcast series that can be found on major podcast platforms and can also be listened to via Alexa, Sonos, and other home systems. Look for Supernatural Storytime for scary storytelling, Nightshade Diary for classic horror and adventure stories, Stories of the Supernatural for interviews with different guests on the show. If you want to get noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit Strange Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com or find us on Blogspot. I want to thank you for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi, everybody. This is Marlene with the Stories of the Supernatural. How's everybody doing? Good, I hope. I'm doing good. Well, during the cold weather, you remember cold water, cold cold weather wimp here, but uh, we're making it through. Everything is uh, good in uh, Chicken Kingdom because I know everybody asks how my chickens are doing. They've, you know, I have to do what I call my chicken rodeo uh, at like, like after sundown, because I need to stick them. I have a big, uh, you know, renovated coop. Some of you have seen the videos that I renovated. It was an old shed, an old metal shed, and I made it a coop. But a lot of them like to keep roosting outside. Excuse me. And when that weather drops below 45 or something, I said, no, that um, we can't have that. So I have to hunt all my chickens. The, the roosters, I can't put them in there because if not, they would, they would, kill each other because I closed the door of the coop. It's very big. It's like a, maybe like a 16 by 16. They've got plenty of room, but yeah. Uh, yeah. You should see me out there with uh, going after the chickens and throwing them in there, especially if it goes down to freezing, I, I don't want to lose any of my hens. So yeah, that's, that's what's happening in chicken kingdom. And no, I have not lost any more to any more predator predators, any more birds of prey. None of that. You know, it's like, one of those things. And um, I want to remind you guys again, please um, go ahead and subscribe to my mailing. Uh, well, it's not the mailing list. It's the newsletter. But basically what I do is I never share your email. And once or twice a week, I send you some crazy article. I links to some of the videos, just interesting stuff. And, um, and again, that's where I do any uh, announcements as far as books, projects, anything. Uh, that's coming up. One of the things I did want to announce is that I will be doing a live stream for Mardi Gras. Yes, on the eve of Mardi Gras, I'm going to be doing a live stream. And we can talk about Mardi Gras because, as you know, Mardi Gras is the last day before you go into Lent, Fat Tuesday, which is where everybody basically, after this, you had to be good. You had to have given up. This I'm talking here, Catholic, Christians, you know, you had to give something up. So it was like the last hurrah. And um, there's a lot of traditions tied into uh, Mardi Gras. And, and I'm sure some of you have seen the masks and 
even back in the Venetian times, when people would wear those masks, a lot of it started around celebrations of the last day before they had to go into Lent. And uh, there's a lot of unusual stuff that at one point, even in Venice, they prohibited the use of the masks. And we'll get into that and all these crazy, weird stories. We'll talk about this and about that. And I know you guys wanted me to talk about, you know, some paranormal news, like I said, before I get into it. And I found one, which is really interesting. And basically it talks about what you, what, what, I don't know if everybody's seen it, the evil eye, you know, it's the, the, I don't know if you've seen those medallions that are blue and around it. And it's got like an eye with like a little bit white with an aqua. Okay. And basically what it's saying is the evil eye. All right. Is when somebody looks at you or let's say your kid to cause harm. All right. Now it could come in the form of a minor misfortune or serious disease, injury, even death. And, um, basically, uh, it's uh, the that symbol, what they call in Spanish, mal de ojo. I mean, you you can see it around the world. Uh, it more or less, it's always the same thing. Uh, it's basically like to ward off. And uh, when people, even when people, even when the person um, says something positive, but what they're really, but when they're looking at you, they might say, "Oh, that's a beautiful whatever," and but they're really thinking, "Oh, I hope it falls apart." That kind of that's what they call like the evil eye. Um, now, one of the things that they say symptoms of the illness caused by the evil eye include loss of appetite, excessive yawning, hiccups, vomiting, and fever. And if the object is attacked as a cow, I'm, I'm just, this is going as out of a reference of an article appearing on Life Science. I'm not making this up as I, on the fly. For example, if the object attacked is a cow, its milk may dry up. If it's a plant or a fruit tree, it may suddenly wither or die. And I'm sure you've heard of, um, even in, um, North America, when they had the, the, when they were accusing people, women of being witches, you know, one of the things was, hey, if your cow went dry on the milk, that was like the presence, you, you might've gotten hexed by a witch. Now the evil eye is also said to cause a number <coughs> of other maladies, including insomnia, fatigue, depression, and diarrhea. Okay. Um, it's considered a, a magical as well as a medical issue. And the, and the reason a given person succumbs to a malady may be attributed to a curse instead of random chance or exposure to a virus. It can even affect objects and buildings. All right. And then it says the evil eye cast upon a vehicle may break down irreparably while a household curse may soon develop a leaky roof or an insect infestation. Just about anything that goes wrong may be blamed on the power of the evil eye. It's very well known throughout history and is mentioned in ancient Greek and Roman texts, um, so on and so on. Uh, and I'm going to, you're going to see why this is so important because I'm going to, I mean, I, at the end of the, of, I'll tell you a little bit more about the evil eye, but let me tell you who I got as a guest and we're going to ask her about the evil eye. This is someone that's been here before. Her name is Miss Aida. And she is known for her aggressive execution of both negative and positive spells. She's acknowledged by thousands as a no-nonsense spellcaster. Uh, she has books. One is titled Cursing and Crossing and the Groundbreaking Classic, Destroying Relationships. Uh, she earned her reputation as the queen of cursing, crossing, and breakups. And she implements the same strategies with all of her spells. As Miss Aida says, give it all you've got. 
Uh, she was born into a family with a long and varied history of spiritual practices, including Santeria, Brujeria, Palo, and more. Her indoctrination cemented the principles that while performing spell work, be vigorous, persistent, and forceful in order to enhance the chances of obtaining the desired manifestations. Um, if you'd like to take a glimpse at the passive Miss Aida's tutelage, you can visit her blog link, and we're going to mention, I'm going to put on the credits of the show, and we'll mention it for the podcast listeners at the end, what her website is. Um, and it's titled, one of them is, take a look at the entry entitled, Your Attitude. It gives you the idea of both her training and how she believes spells ought to be performed. She's a nurse, and she realized that skull candles can be manipulated as one would the human brain. Her innovative work in this area can be found in her book, Cursing and Crossing Hoodoo Spells to Torment Jinx and Take Revenge on Your Enemies. I'm sure there's people going out there, what's that book? Because I know there's a lot of you. Miss Aida's personal code of honor, which is of utmost importance to her, consists of being ethical and having strong moral principles, honesty, and forthrightness. Guide Miss Aida's conduct at all times. Uh, her magical history consists of numerous spiritual initiations and being privy to secrets of other paths. She's also a certified root worker and hoodoo practitioner. From a very young age, many witches, santeros, babalaos, and paleros have identified her as a natural-born medium. Her respect and honor extends to all spiritual practices, religions, and beliefs from around the world. When clients from various cultures or belief systems contact Ms. Aida for assistance, it is her honor to learn from them as well. As she has said for decades, we never stop learning. Life is, after all, a learning experience. She is a Christian, an Air Force veteran, a registered nurse, and holds a master's degree. Her mother was from Cuba and her father from Greece. She's a passionate animal lover who once spent three weeks in the Kalahari Desert working with and studying wild animals and their pack behaviors. Her German shepherds have been titled in the sport of Schutzhund. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but still run her household. Help me bring <clears throat> her back. How are you doing, Miss Aida? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It, by the way, guys, before we start rolling, we had we did it all pre-conversation. I met her dogs. We, you know, we talked about dogs, weather, you know, you name it. Um, you were talking about the evil eye, and yes, oh, that's why I wanted to ask you. What, is there any truth to the story. evil eye? Pardon me. Is there any truth to the evil eye? I have to tell you a story that happened to me. Yes, there's truth to everything you say, but I have to tell you the story that happened to me. I tell it all the time because it, to this day, it still freaks me out. So right before COVID came out, okay, I, you know, I um, decided I wanted to go back to school to get my PhD, but my math is horrific. Okay. And I hired a math tutor and we would meet in the library once a week and she'd show me geometry and all that because I had to once again take the GRE because mm -hmm. I hadn't taken it in a thousand. Right, yes. And we're in the library. Well, I'm deaf in my left ear because okay. when I was in the Air Force, I was in aeromedical evacuation and there were very, very loud airplanes because I was in a combat unit. And when I wanted to hear my patients or when I became an instructor, my students, I had to lift my headset up to hear them. And all that got to me, right? So I talk loud. And you know, why do I can hear fine in my right ear, but why do we talk loud? Because we're not sure if you can hear us. That's mm -hmm. why we talk so loud. I my husband has hearing in both ears, and sometimes I'm like, Why are you talking so loud? <laughs> it's like, so I know I get it. Believe me, I get it. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, you know, I, I do have to admit part of it is being half Cuban and half Greek. I know, I know, I know. I, even louder. Yeah, I get the Cuban. The so there was a man sitting at, at the table and I was talking too loud. I didn't realize it. And he was really upset with me, really upset. And I don't blame him, right? And he slams both his hands on the table, stands up and gives me the most awful look. I mean, he just stared me down. Wow. Okay. And I felt horrible because I knew what the problem was. I didn't realize it before. Yeah. So he gets up and he leaves and my um, tutor kept talking and I, I couldn't concentrate. There was something on me. There was something I didn't hear a word. She said, she kept talking, she kept talking. And I just felt like I had been swarmed with, with negativity, like dirt all over me. And I started shaking and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I went, wait a minute, this guy just gave me the evil eye. Okay. okay. But once I got over the shock, Okay. And I always carry a spray bottle of um, Florida water and a spray bottle of holy water in my purse. Okay. So I sprayed myself with the whole, um, the, the, uh, the Florida water. And then I sprayed myself with the holy water and boom, boom, it Done was deal. gone. It was gone. But that feeling was, was real. It was real. You know, I talk about the aura. I talk about that a lot in, in one of my books, Hoodoo Cleansing and Protection Magic. And this guy literally threw something on me. Now, so it was more than just a stink eye. He really like just like on yeah, a psychic, he, metaphysical level, like. Yeah, but I don't think he realized that he did it. You know what I'm saying? That's, oh, okay. That's, uh, that's, I mean, I'm sure I know what he was saying to me. You know, okay. you, you know. Right, right. I don't think he realized he cursed me, but that's how intense his anger was. And that's what I tell people when they want to inflict the evil eye. Right. <laughs> to yeah. do it that way, to, you know, to. That intention that. Right. But again, you get, you've got people and, and um, they compliment you as you've already said. And. Right. Uh, they, and, but they're, what they're thinking is telling Yeah. Totally yeah. Different. Yeah. So, you know, it's quick things and you know my dogs you know german shepherds not a lot of people like german shepherds so if they're getting dirty looks i mm -hmm. spit on the dog three times that comes from the greek side of me yeah i was gonna say well <laughs> and from the cuban side you know that babies they give them the little piece of asalacha, a little piece of jet it's yeah. a little and you and you put like a little pin with on the baby's um whatever they're wearing right even even when they're just born, and that's basically to keep the evil eye when even so that exactly. if somebody's saying, "Oh, what a beautiful baby," but they're thinking, "Ah, yeah, 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 yeah." yeah I had an asabache when I was a baby too. So yeah, yeah, and that's part and of now, the, the thing is, about the evil you know, eye. People don't realize it is jet. It's you know the crystal jet, mm -hmm. which is nowadays very expensive. I mean, even a little asabache now costs an arm and a leg. Really? Can you imagine a big crystal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but people that that goes back when you know when it says it goes back to ancient times. I it and a lot of different traditions have some version of w what the 
I guess, like what you said, despite what the person says, what are their intentions? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And if someone compliments me, I don't like compliments. See, when I tell people, don't compliment me, you know, number one, I'm humble. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, number two, you never know. And yeah. so somebody starts coming and I, you know, I, I do live events and people compliment me. They know not to, cause I, I won't accept it. And that's another way you can avert it is not okay. accept the compliment. And, but worse comes to worse, but on the ground three times, if you don't have anything on you to protect you from it, like mm -hmm. the Asabachi, the jet or what, you know, whatever charms you may have or amulets, or if you've, sprayed yourself with you know a, a different type of water to protect yourself or an oil um spit three times spit three because times. a lot of people don't realize what florida water is that uh when they, when they mean florida water it's you can buy it like a bottled florida water mm -hmm. so that. i get mine from um the lamb and kemp website because that's right what my family always used you know when i visit peru that's what they use um Right. I know people make their own, but I don't trust. I don't trust. Well, no, but but when definitely. people say when I when we when she says Florida water, she doesn't mean like literally Florida water. There's it's it's a bottle that's been around. What was it? Murray and Murray and Lemon and Cap. Yeah. Right. They've been around for a long time, and in, I know in South Florida, if where there's a lot of Spanish pharmacies and discounts, you could walk into them and buy it there. Okay, and I'm sure people could find it um, online if you really wanted to buy it online and find it. Oh, but, you can yeah. buy it from the company, Lamb and Kemp. They got oh, rid okay. of Murray. I don't know what happened to Mr. Murray, but um, it's yeah. a Lamb and Kemp. Um, L-A-N-M-A-N. And then the other guy is Kemp, K-E-M-P. But if you, yeah. if you Google Lamb and Kemp, that website will come up. And they used to only sell by the dozens. Mm -hmm. And um, now they sell them individually. But yeah. I always buy cases and I was so embarrassed because I called about 10 years ago. <laughs> so many cases I buy every set. Oh, it's her. It's her. These people are you know, all Latinos. I don't know if they were Cubans. I don't know. Uh -huh. Everybody dropped and stood in line to talk to me on the telephone. I was dying of embarrassment. It's like, it's like oh, what is my Florida water? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it smells good. People don't realize it's, it, it, it smells good. Yeah, but, but it, uh, it's how much I buy that everybody. Oh, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but you know what? I think that's a great idea for somebody because if there's no, it, it, the only one that needs to know really what it is if you've got one of the little sprayers is you. And you want to carry it in your purse if you're a woman, you know, it just carry it good. in your purse. It yeah, smells good. good. And you know what good. else too is that if, if you buy it from the company, it has an alcohol base and mm -hmm. that's great for COVID. Yeah, exactly. It's like a disinfectant all in one. <laughs> so it's but, nice. uh, wow. more purposes. And uh, you you mentioned something to me um, that as far as um, uh, I know that because you, you see from both ends, you see as far as when you do something to somebody versus if you're on the receiving end. Right. Okay. What do people look for if they're not really sure that something's been done, whether it's an evil eye or something's been done against them. What are some of the signs, the early signs that people should look for? The earliest sign is what I've described. We all have an aura. We all okay. have a bright shining aura. And when, you know, 
people throw negative energies at us, it suppresses us. And if you've ever heard the expression, um, I feel like there's a dark cloud surrounding yes. me. Well, yeah, it is, but it's not a cloud. It, it's particles of negative energy that's suppressing your aura. That's a very first sign. Um, okay. But I mean, the signs go hand in hand. You name them all. You know, they go hand in hand with curses, you know, nightmares, restlessness, uh, illnesses. And if it's a, a continue, you know, it's, it's not like if you're just sick. I get a lot of clients that the doctors can't diagnose the problem. Ah, uh, okay. And that's a big one. That's a biggie. That's a, you know, that's when the radar goes up because you get a lot of people who believe they're cursed, right? But not really. They're not. I mean, it could be for many, many reasons. They could, um, they could be ill. They, there could be an imbalance somewhere, a meta metabolic imbalance, or it could be psychological. Mm -hmm. uh, there's telltale signs. So if you say, oh, I got into a car accident, that doesn't mean anything to me. What else happened? You know, it, it's got to be a run of thing. Oh, my, you know, I, appliances will break down. Well, you know, the dishwasher broke. That doesn't mean anything. But if the dishwasher broke and the microwave broke and the stove broke, yeah, yeah, yeah you got something on you, you know. Okay. Um, another early sign, I'm not really naming the early signs. I did about the dark cloud. One of the earliest signs is people act differently towards you. They're either um, different towards you or they avoid you and they don't know why. Right. That's okay. because we subconsciously sense other people's auras mm -hmm. and, you know, they're sensing that, you know, there's negative particles on it. So that that's a, a really good early sign. If people yeah. react negatively towards you or dismiss you like you don't even count, you know, can you right. imagine being in a, in a room and in a meeting and everybody's giving their opinion, you give your opinion and <laughs> And yeah, it's like if you didn't speak. Ever. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's stuff like that. Yeah, I've heard, and and I'm gonna go. I've heard in some practices that, let's say, we're not looking at um, like an evil eye or something that they can actually send the spirit of a dead person as basically. I guess this this would be like the end all be all curse Bottle. or right bottle. <laughs> Right. In other words, this is not like the 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 thing with the with your aura. Right. This is actually a spirit of a deceased person. Obviously, you know, not at rest. Is it? Does it resemble the same thing, or is it when people see things? Because you sometimes you hear people saying, "You know what? I never had a problem in my house, and all of a sudden I'm seeing shadows or weird stuff is happening." But this just started happening out of the blue. Now, the way I was taught, and the way you know I learned is. You know the spirits come out, or you know, the entity. I like to call them entities because, you know, they're they're. I kind of feel sorry for those entities because they're mm -hmm. entrapped. Okay, and um, they have to come back. They have to come back. So they they come in and they do all that they can, but they have to come back to the cauldron. Now I'm only speaking for Paulo. I can't right. speak to the other traditions or religions. Okay, okay. they have to come back. So. What are you doing? You're you're sending it out every single day. Um, see, this is where I kind of part ways with other people. Okay? okay. So if you were, let's say you're a palera and you're sending the spirit out to curse me. 
Okay. Right. So it does all the stuff. If I get rid of the stuff, right, you might send them him or her back, usually him. Mm -hmm. But how much time are you going to send this? How many times are you going to do this? How many times are you going to, you know, keep sending this, this entity out to me? Right. You know saying? So at some point, the practitioner stops. Okay. You know, but let me tell you, if you panic and freak out, um, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You can't panic or freak out. You've got to, to recognize what the problem is and, and take care of it. So I had um, um, someone that was related to me who is a paleta mm -hmm. and she got very, very mad at me because she wanted me to, to hand over my life savings to her. And wow. I just had a feeling because she always honors Baba Luaye. Now, Baba Luaye is a wonderful, wonderful entity. He's just absolutely he helps the sick. He helps it. But if you deceive him, okay, okay, if you double cross him or you deceive him, you will lose a limb, right? And I was terrified. I said, she's going to do something to me, right? And I don't like witch wars. I don't like them. Okay. So I immediately went to Baba Luaye. I immediately went to him. I said, Baba me, you know, my father, because he he has my my feet in Palo. And I said, so-and-so who's related to me, you're not supposed to be cursing your your relatives in Palo and right. Santa Maria, right? Mm -hmm. And she wasn't really, she was my married to the relative, right? Right. And it still counts, okay? And because she had children that have my blood in them, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I told him what she tried to do, how I refused to give it to her. And I said, and I just got this feeling that she came to you and hurt you. Three weeks later, she lost her leg. <gasps> oh, and you know what the interesting thing, and I didn't do anything. I didn't do any magic. I didn't do anything. Right. I just, you know, by the way, for those who don't know who Baba Luaye is, it is our version of St. Lazarus. Sunday. Right. Okay. And right there, I, you have a little one right back there behind you. Oh, you can see that. Yes. 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 <laughs> right. You have good eyes. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, no, because I don't like witch wars. You're going to send something to me. I'm going to send something to you. We're going to do this. We're going right. to do this. I don't like that. Okay. I don't like any type of witch wars. Get rid of it and protect yourself. Right. Right. So basically what you're saying is you didn't do anything. She kind of brought it on herself. Yeah. Because I told them that, you know, I don't know what yeah. she's telling you, but here's my side of the story. Okay. And let me tell you something. That's like She blamed me for the loss of her leg. And I thought, how the hell did that happen? Oh, so even after the fact, you, can I ask what happened? How'd she lose her leg? No, I, I saw her. Um, I took took the family out to, to dinner in Miami and <laughs> took them all out to dinner. And, you know, she came and she made an announcement at the table to everybody that I did this to her. And it was like, I didn't do anything. I didn't oh do my anything. God. Talk about breaking up a family, you know, dinner meal or whatever. I didn't, I didn't do anything. All I did was protect myself. I, I came to, to she, Baba me and told him what I think she's doing. That must've been like, 
that's that. And let me let me ask you: Do you still have any any connection with her, considering she's part of your family, or is it like one of those long distance, like she's there and you're over here and thanks? That's as close no, as I want to get. Never, never talk to each other again. Never. That is. Wow. What I wanted to say was, well, that's what you get for double crossing or lying to. But you, it's like, let me put it on head. I just acted stupid. I don't know what you're talking about. And I victimized myself. Oh my God, you know, it's blaming me. It's like, you know, what else are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, it's like, what am I going to get into that? You know, I kind of like, kind of suspected that you had done something you shouldn't have. Right. Right. I mean, I didn't, I didn't ask him to do anything. I just said, please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. That's all right. I said. I didn't wish anything or ask him to do anything. Just please don't hurt me. Here's my side of the story. That was. Let it. me ask you something. For those practitioners, the ones that have the uh, the, the earthbound spirits, is there any point that this kind of like, uh, what was it, uh, basically comes back on you? If you're doing, I guess I'm looking at it, if you're doing something kind of similar to what you're doing, if you're trying to do something against somebody without, uh, for either, I guess, greed or whatever, you really don't have a good reason, not justified. How's that? Is there a point that it ever comes back on the person doing the, that kind of work as far as- I think so. I, okay. I really do. Um, but, you know, in, in, in Palo, and you know, let, me, let me clarify something first. You know, Santeria, a lot of clients call me and they say, oh, so-and-so is a Santera and she cursed me. And so-and-so is a Santero and he did this and that to me. And, you know, Santeria is a beautiful religion. And again, you know, if you're going to explain to the Orishas, which are the entities that that are worshiping um, Santeria, um, they're loving entities. So, I mean, you would have to explain to them, just like I do in, in Hoodoo Justice Magic, when you're talking to God, explain to them what happened. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then they take the justice into their own hands. You know, you give them an offering. But as far as Paulo, Paulo, you know, you're 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 protected. So you've got, okay. you've got one entity doing something, you know, from the path that mm -hmm. you sent out, but you've got other entities protecting you. Okay. However, I've seen over and over and over right. when they do unjustified curses, right. I think that always comes around. Right. That's what I'm thinking. You know, what if, you know, God, God knows the human condition is people do things against other, you know, people for the, for the wrong reasons, you know, I want what you have. I want who you have, you know, I have your wife. I just don't like you, you know, God. Oh yeah. They want your job. They want, they your, want your job, they want your money. They want your husband, your lover. Right. Um, you're like thinking, I've never done anything you. to you. So what's your problem with me? And it's like, okay, it's not logical. It's emotional. Entitlement. It's entitlement. Right. And especially exactly. nowadays, you know, yes. You know, we have a generation of those who, who feel entitled, but we've always yes. had that. We right, right. Well, you know what? I've always heard of, you know, and, and it's, I'm going to say because you and me are in that same age group where once upon a time where people would work for years and years in the same place, sometimes you would have people that disliked you and you're like, I never did anything to you. Right. So what is the problem? You know, like, you know, for some reason, like you said, they looked at you and it was like everything about you. You can tell this person is always either wants what you have something there's something that you're like i don't get it and um a lot of them i'm sure you know uh it's i want to say it's almost even the basis of 
uh, what they call the evil eye. Let's say you just bought a new car. You know, let's say you go work. Hey guys, I got a new car. You know, your real friends are like, wow, great. Show it to us, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's this person that's hanging out in the back, looking at the car, you know, like, yeah, I think I'll key it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if not, they, they, let me ask you something. Do, do you think that, uh, and I'm going to go into the thing of the negative thought forms, somebody that I'm going to say obsessively starts thinking bad things. Let's go with a car. Let's Absolutely. go with a car example. Absolutely. So you're putting out negative energies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thinking only thinking, I don't think is as strong unless you're just obsessed with it, mm -hmm. you know, but you know, I, I tell people in, in my books, sound is energy and you're outputting energy. That's the whole thing. You're outputting energy. So, um, yeah, thought processes can definitely do it, but thought processes um, accompanied with verbal processes, yeah, that'll get you. I mean, there's incantations you can say, you okay. know, that will do it. But um, yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you something, and I'm going to show. This is the last book. Wait, I mean, all right. Who do justice magic? Okay, this is the last book, Miss Aida. This is the last one you put out, right? If I'm correct. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, that came out. Let no me way. ask you, when you say justice, is this for when you think, you know, and, and, you know, people don't realize that sometimes, people, you know, let's say you go, go to court. It doesn't mean that what happens, you get justice. How's that? Is that what you're talking about? Or is this a way to even things out when other ways don't work out? It's a way to even even things out when other things don't work out yeah we, okay. we struggled on the title in fact um the associate publisher and i you okay. know and the editor we were all racking our brains you know because i didn't want the book to sound negative okay and this this book is basically think of it as a karate match and okay you know it's a book on on self-defense you know what i mean it, it's okay. um um you know the how to to get rid of bullies how to get rid of okay you know people that want to take things from you how mm -hmm. to an eye for an eye and a tooth for two right how to right. send somebody away how to bind people from okay. doing you harm you know as as it goes on yes i do have cursing spells in there but they have to be justified so okay if um you did something really, really bad to me. And I, I got no justice at all, especially with right. the legal system, which you're never going to get. Right. right. Exactly. That's what I was going to yeah. say. It's like, yeah. You know, so you send that back to them. You know, you're, you're cursing them. You're sending them back exactly what they, they gave to you. And okay. then I do have breakup spells in there, but they have to be justified too. It isn't because I want your husband or I want your wife or, right. you know, I'm not going to break you up for that. I mean, it has to be for a very, very good reason. So. Okay. Talking about the legal system. Do you have anything in there for when people are doing legal battles of different types? No, I don't. I, it's, it's not. But you know what I'm talking spell. about, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you, there's a lot of spells in there that you can apply okay. towards, um, you know, the opponent. Is that the word? The, you know, right. Okay. The opponent and unfortunately their attorneys too. Their attorneys or, you know what? I hate to say it. Sometimes, I don't want to give you a perfect example, traffic court. You have the right person that's in a good mood, that's listening to, you know, to people that are contesting their traffic tickets. 
It gets dismissed. You get the person that is a pain in the neck and has a hair up there, you know where. Mm-hmm. They're like, nah, yeah, forget it. Gil, yeah. You gotta pay court fees and you're gonna get the points. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes to me, I'm saying it can even be as simple as being at the right place at the right time with the right person <laughs> versus. Uh, uh, that book isn't geared that way. The book would be like, okay, so I have a cop that really hates me and um, he shows up in traffic court so I can do a binding spell. Ah, okay. Uh, All right. Perfect. Okay. Or, you know, and I could put duct tape on his, you know, do, do an effigy of him. An effigy is an image. You can mm-hmm. use a can. So let's say the cop is a man. I don't want to sound sexist. Right, right, right. But let's go with that. So I got a, a figural candle that in the shape of a man, you know, figural okay. just means it's shaped into something. Or I get a doll and okay. they find it. And I'll give you an, a good, a good example is um, one of my old clients, her son was brilliant. He was like 19 years old and he was brilliant. No, 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 I'm lying to you. He was 17. I'm lying to you. He was 17 and brilliant. And we both had hopes of him going to medical school or to law school or being the next president of the United States. And he ended up being a successful drug dealer at 18. Wow. And she kept calling the cops on. She wanted him arrested to teach him a lesson. And the cops wouldn't do anything and she couldn't figure it out. So... One day he's gone. She goes through all his stuff and she finds a teddy bear and the teddy bear has got uh, a share, uh, a policeman badge on it. You know, It's got, he put a little uniform on it and he's got um, the name of the, the county or the, the town's uh, police department on there. And the thing has got duct tape around the mouth, the ears, and it's oh my god around his back. And I said, "Send it to me." So she, she had done his own thing. Her son did this. this is right, he had done. Oh wow! <laughs> so she sent it to me, and I I undid everything because I don't know what kind of what else he may have done to it. Right. Uh huh. Um, after that, he was arrested. Yeah. Oh my god. He's like, wait a minute. You I'm going to take care of this at the metaphysical can, level. That's incredible. You can, you can use like a cow's tongue to shut somebody up. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that movie, The Devil's Advocate. It stars. Yes. Out, you know? Yes. Oh, God, he was sexy in that movie. It's like, yes. I'm not a Satan worshiper, but geez, oh, man, he was really turning me on anyway. <laughs> so do you remember the scene where there was a, a voodoo practitioner and um keanu reeves had to was that the star yeah he had to go down to this basement and the guy had all these candles and he said what's the lawyer's name and then he took a tongue out and he put nails through it well there's a lot of truth to that so you can get a cow's tongue okay and and i have the spell in there and it's it's not that complicated and you can put the person's name you know, slit the tongue and right. put the person's name or their image, you know, and sprinkle either alum, you okay. know, alum, and, you know, sew it back up, put some more alum on it, put some vinegar on it, um, wrap it up in uh, aluminum foil with a shiny side inside, stick that in the freezer and what you got, you've shut the person up and it's frozen wow. shut. Okay. So, there's a lot of things that you can do for court cases. Right. 
Right. They're binding spells. They're binding spells. And that's what you talk about in the book as yeah. far as different things. And you just got to like think about, okay, how am I going to apply this to my situation? Right. And for those that, you know, and this has nothing to do with the interview, but I'm going to share this anyway. Oh, my mom. The candle, the just judge. Mm -hmm. um, if you get a bunch of them, they sell them in Latin grocery stores. You don't buy them online because they're an arm and a leg, but Latin grocery stores have them for like $2 or three. Uh -huh. The glass and case candles, there's a prayer there. And, you know, you light, light that vigil candle. It's a glass and case candle. It's called a vigil candle. And you light that and you say the prayer and you ask God for, you know, for help. And okay. don't just have one, have a bunch of the candles and we call okay. a run of candles. So then when one is about to go out, you light another one. Okay. And you keep doing that. And boy, I'll tell you, that's really effective. Okay. You know, you know, the just judge. Yeah. Yep. I know it has nothing to do with our interview, but I thought. No, no, no. But people, you know, sometimes people don't realize nowadays where everything is like on a treadmill, including the legal system, even for people don't realize, um, even for something as simple as traffic court, it can complicate your life in a million ways. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so believe me, that's why I mentioned that because it's not like, oh, I'm in serious trouble and, you know, what, facing a murder charge, you know, it, it right. could be something as simple as everyday life. Okay. Where, hey, I just, I, I need to get that little bit of extra help somehow. Right. 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 You know, so that things work out in my favor. Right. You can also, I mean, again, this is, I, this isn't in my book. Well, I do have something sweetening the target towards you. Mm -hmm. You could use that sweetening spell to sweeten the judge towards you. Yeah. Now, let me ask you that, that thing that you described with the <clears throat> tongue. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. The At some point, do you take it out and unfreeze, <laughs> freeze it or oh. do you just leave it in there? You leave it there until it's over. Right? Okay. Then once it's over, you just yeah. like chuck it. I mean, what, what if... Um, you know, and I, I do have in my book, you know, group attacks. And when I talk about group attacks, it's like, let's say it's a workplace and okay. one person doesn't like me mm -hmm. and then she or he gets everybody else to dislike me. Then you're, you've got group attack. You've got right. a group attack. You're, you're the, they're scape, you're the scapegoat. You know right. what I mean? And, and, um, you can use that. You know, I always say, don't, don't curse everybody in the group you know, curse or blind or freeze the leader of the group. You know right. what I mean? Whoever's causing the harm to you. And that usually, that, 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 what is it? Cut off the head of the snake. And that's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. People don't realize that sometimes the, uh, yeah, I, I've seen that in workplaces. I've seen that in workplaces that it really it's one person who gets everybody all whipped up. And before you know it, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking well, about. As far to me, as... You know, I, I was a charge nurse. I worked my, in the emergency center, I worked my butt off and, you know, I worked for that position. And, and then we had a couple of nurses come from a different hospital who decided they were just going to walk in and take my job. And they did the same thing to me, only it backfired, you know, it backfired. I wonder why. I, and yeah, I don't know, but I ended up getting a huge promotion, but you know, okay, it backfired. And when I got rid of the leader, everybody, you know, they knew I was a witch. They knew it. You mm -hmm. know, like, a witch, you know, they're, you know, and um, once she started having problems, the rest of them backed off, you know, but boy, they're, they're eager to, to follow sure. that, that person. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, that queen bee mentality. Let me ask mm -hmm. you, Ms. Aida, since you mentioned, considering that you worked in an emergency room, mm -hmm. God knows, did you ever, did anybody ever come in with something attached to them that you were like, oh my God, what oh, is this? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, it's so interesting because a lot of us, a lot of um, nurses and doctors aren't spiritual practitioners, but mm -hmm. you know, contrary to popular belief, nurses and doctors aren't atheists. Nurses and doctors have seen a lot of stuff that they're the opposite, you know, right. but there's times that we've seen stuff. In fact, we saw a situation where we didn't see it. Um, these paramedics came in all shook up and they had picked up, um, a girl on the, in the street, she was just in the street and she was stabbed and thrown in the middle of a busy street. And it was, she was in a, a satanic cult. Oh boy. And she was getting kicked out or I don't know what happened. And some paramedics picked her up, right? The ambulance came. Okay. Don't ever call them ambulance drivers, guys. These guys are highly educated. They're paramedics. Yeah. yeah. And they, they had her, you know, one had her in the bath with the oxygen tank trying to resuscitate her. The other guy's driving. And the guy that was trying, you know, resuscitating her, he came up to the front for a minute and the truck blew up. What? The truck blew up. The two paramedics got out, but she didn't. She was in the, the, um, um, in the bath. It just blew up. So, oh my those guys must have so another ambulance comes now this ambulance is picking up the two paramedics and she's still living wow she's still living okay barely so they okay. put her in the other ambulance and what happens a truck comes and hits that ambulance now oh she's no dead. i mean now she's like 100 percent dead Oh, okay. Paramedics. Now we've got two paramedics pick up the four paramedics, right? And then they had to, you know, and then we got a DOA and a dead on arrival. I'm sorry. And uh -huh. um, I've never seen people most more scared in my life as those poor paramedics. I'll never forget. Let that. me ask you something. Did they find out that it was something that she was part of a Satanist group when they yeah. picked her up or after the fact? Before. Before. How did they tell you how they, they do that? In. They had a call in for her. So oh, I, okay, I, okay. I get somebody, it. I get it. I think somebody that was in that cult felt bad and called the nine okay. whatever. I know. understand. I understand because I it was like, how did they know? Like, yeah. or did they find out afterwards? Hey, now I know why no, you know no, our truck blew no. up and we got what T boned no. or whatever. Yeah. Wow. That one is blew up truck. One one ambulance. Blew up. The other one got hit hard. The other. I mean, it's not funny. It's not funny, but it's you know. Let, 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 let's let's <laughs> let's let's go Cuban on this. Se tenía que hacer un despojo, right? Quick. Exactly. Okay, for anybody that doesn't know, a despojo is like the the equivalent of a, like a cleansing, like. Whatever it is, you whatever you know, you don't whatever it is that that blew the truck up and whatever is like, man, I need to get this stuff away from me. Like the whatever you that's I mean it wasn't funny at the time. You no, know, I know, I'm sure it wasn't. You know, you look at it and you're thinking. But yeah, 
things so, like know, that. Say something else about my book. So for those that don't like to perform spells, there's a lot of prayers in there. A lot of prayers. There's psalms in that book too. Okay. And you know, there are actually it's the book of Psalms is in the the um, Hebrew Bible and the Christian Old Testament. And the Psalms are basically spells. And there's three specific Psalms in there that are implemented for cursing. And because what does God say? Revenge is mine, say it. Revenge is mine, okay? And I would say revenge is mine, say it the Lord, but he didn't say, say it the Lord part, okay? okay. So anyway, so if you pray the Psalms and then tell God what happened, and ask him for justice. They work. They work. You don't. You don't be specific. You don't say. Right. God, I was I gonna say you can't leave it like that, like, that, like an open ended. It's not yeah. like hey, I want them to fall off the side of a cliff. Like leave that yeah, part yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like I just want justice and let it work out whatever way it's gonna work out. What no, whatever way you see fit. And sometimes the punishment is worse than what you, what you believe the crime was because yeah. God knows all the other crimes that person committed you only know oh. the crimes that were committed against you you know what i mean so right. yeah that's why i think yeah. they're kind of cool and you know i've got san alejo you know mm -hmm. for those that are latino you know san alejo he he does great work for for enemies you know and mm -hmm. um joan of arc joan saint joan of arc i mean she's wonderful for you know type of battles and you know especially we're talking back about the group attacks that's a battle it's you against right. a group of people, you know, um, exactly. there's all different saints in there that you can pray to without having to say, I want all these bad things to happen. Just say, please, you know, this is what always tell them what happened. Okay. Right. And please, please, you know, please, you know, give me justice. Now, if you don't want to go the prayer route, then you do the spell work. And I tell okay. you exactly how to make your, the right way and the wrong way to, to make your commands and your petitions. I tell you to protect yourself before and how to cleanse and do atonement afterwards. Mm -hmm. I mean, the book covers everything. So for those that don't want to perform the spell work, there's a heck of a lot of prayers in there too. Let me ask you, what advice do you give to people? What if you go into, how can I say it? A house or a property where there's just negative stuff there either whether it's intelligent or unintelligent just whatever how do you make sure that whatever it is doesn't hitch a ride with you back with me let's I mean, say let's say you go someplace so let's say they invite you to go to somebody's house or some place some location and unbeknownst to you of course you don't know either you've got something dark there either like you said emotional the fabric of the place is charged a certain way or you might have have an actual intelligent haunting and you're there. Right. Is there anything um, that you could do to make well, I mean, sure? The, the, the very, very, very right? first thing you do is you got to protect yourself. Right. Okay. You come in and I got to tell you something. I read one of your books. I have one of your books. I should say, okay. I have one of your books and you said something very interesting. It was like, wow, I had an aha moment and you talked about an iron knife buried at the, the front of the property. And so after I read that, I consulted with one of my dear, dear friends who's an, a, a demonologist and an exorcist. Mm -hmm. And she goes, oh, yeah. And so she taught me to wear iron bracelets and iron rings. And 
you know, of course I always wear silver also. Right, right. And, um, you know, you've got to like, even though you're protected, still wipe yourself off, wipe yourself right. off when right. you're leaving. Yeah. yeah. And you, you have more experience with that because you're, you're, um, an investigator. I'm not, an I, I haven't, I tell everybody that, um, you know, when you, I went to investigations where it was like, there was nothing there, you know, but you went and, but, but there was other times where there was an intelligent haunting or some type of dynamic going on with the people in the house, or even just something that I tell people that, uh, you know, you could move into a place and even though it might be freshly painted and look all spick and span, you don't know what took place in those walls sometimes, or even that they have a sick room. You know how sometimes people, they linger even a year in a certain room and they were ill. Um, and then you see somebody moves in there and uses that room and they start having some of the symptoms and they're like, they don't get it. Like, well, you know what you said earlier? I go to the doctor. The doctor doesn't find anything. Right. Right. You know? So, you know, but you know, I had, you know, occasions with the team that I was with where a lot of things happen sometimes afterwards that people didn't mm -hmm. realize mm -hmm. was okay. The timing is a little bit too weird to, for it not to be part of. Right. 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 Of something that was there that basically. Or what about something that's there that's trying to stop you from going? Absolutely. All okay, the time. That's happened to all me where I've been, you know, something has attacked me to prevent me from, because I don't do investigations, but I do cleansings and I do mm -hmm. sometimes do exorcisms. I hate doing them. Okay. Or I'll do detachments, but it's interesting that stuff will hit me right before I'm going. So they're trying to prevent me from going. So I'm sure that's happened to you. As oh, well. I, I would tell everybody I used to, in my other house where my son is at, I used to have a detached garage, which I made into my office and the window had, you know, that frosted glass on it. Yeah. And behind on the other side was a little walkway where I do was put the trash cans because they were out of sight. And a lot of times I'd be in there working just because it was quieter. And I said, I, I knew either, I was about to receive a case or I had just gotten a case because I would mm -hmm. see movement of somebody walking behind that frosted glass. I said, and I knew nobody was there. You know, it didn't face the wow. sidewalk. The other side of wow. it was my backyard. And I said, I said, I would tell everybody that's my first tip off that I'm that I either I'm going to get a case or if I have one, it's an intelligent haunting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Tell everybody, if you're a paranormal investigator with their salt, if you don't think, that they're on to you before you might even know about the case. I got news for you. And they're coming to check you out. That was my first tip off. There's an intelligent haunting there. I don't know exactly if it's, are we talking human, non-human? I don't know what, because I would see that back and forth. And at the beginning, the first few times that it happened, I was like, my, it was, it was too far off the ground for it to be the dog or anything. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. inside the house, but I would want, I would go outside and I'm like, I would look, is there a tree limb? Nothing. And then after a while, I caught on. Because they're checking you out. Yeah. They're checking you out. Exactly like what you said. There, There's a, how can I say it? If you think that everything happens just when you arrive at that place, no. No, it doesn't. There's more to it than just that. Yeah, I had I had something attack me. I was on my way to go somewhere um, to do a detachment. This was in um, a, a year and a half ago. And this poor girl, I thought it was one attachment, it was three. And it was so weird because, you know, sometimes your animals will take the hit for you. 
And right, be, you know, she flew here. She flew to me in Michigan, right? So that I could do this. And one of my dogs got terribly, terribly sick to the point that I almost couldn't go. And I said, let me see if she took a hit. And that's what we say. Your animal took a hit for you. Or if your protective jewelry breaks, your jewelry's taken a hit for you, right? Yes. And so I did some, uh, you know, removal and cleansing before I was going to call an am, you know, a, a, a canine or animal ambulance. And she recovered. She recovered, yes. and I was able to do it. But I was like, okay, this is a lot more serious than what I had anticipated. And it turned out she had three, three entities attached to her. Human or non-human? Um, they weren't. So what? They weren't dogs. They were. They were non-human. They're non-human. Yeah. Yep. People don't realize that. Um, that yeah. That 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 you've got things around you that, like you said, run interference for you. Right. You know, and the interesting thing too is I thought it was going to take like, you know, an evening and then a morning, and it took me three days. It was like I get rid of one and. <laughs> like what the heck's going on let me here? ask you well they were trying to like scare you off oh yeah i mean this this girl was dead i mean i'm tiny i'm five three i weigh 105 pounds okay this girl was big i mean she was a really really nice girl okay mm -hmm. oh my god she got really aggressive and in my face and i just put my face up to her <laughs> And what, yeah. where did you pick this up? Did she ever, did you ever discover it or she did she ever tell know. you? She doesn't know. But anyway, by the time we were done, she said, you know, they were terrified of you. <laughs> it's like. Yes. Yes. But, but I mean, yes. you know, I have God on my side. You know what I mean? And, and that's why I'm fearless. Yes. You know? yes. I love God. And, and that's, that's, you know, for the audience, that, that's the key to yes. everything. It's a key to everything. I love, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a religious fanatic. I'm far from it. I'm a witch, right? But I just love God so much. I mean, right. I can't believe, begin to tell you. You know what? And and one of the things that people don't realize because that, um, let me, I'm going to ask you when we were talking about, um, and I'm sure you've heard of it, of, of the powers of salt. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, that people that they say, you know, to put it down on um, on doorways or entryways and right. things like that, or even in the corners, because basically it absorbs negativity or it repels right. an entity. And, and I spoke to you earlier about that. Can people do that also on their property? Um, Absolutely. But, you know, the, the one thing you got to be careful of is, you know, salt, you know, can, can protect. So... Here's the thing you got to be careful of. Mm -hmm. If you have an entity in the house, oh. right? You're not okay. going to put salt around your house because then he can't get out. Okay. You know, so if you can get it out, then, mm -hmm. you know, you put salt at your doorways, you put salt, you know, at your windowsills and any possible place that it can enter. St. Benedict medals. Okay. Metals, and I know we're, I'm changing the subject, but you know, mm -hmm. I have in, in hoodoo cleansing and protection magic, I've got a whole bunch of ways to get rid of them. But of salt, don't enclose your house with it. Okay, 
fill there because it, if, it, if it tries to get out, it can't. Okay. So basically you're trapping it inside with you. like, right. Let me ask you, do you, if you, if you do something like that, let's say you got rid of whatever and you've put down salt or some type of barrier and somebody with an attachment, you know, with them comes to your house, will they feel comfortable? No. <laughs> they will, right? You know, I, I know somebody that, um, who's very, very, very nice. Mm -hmm. Nicest person in the world will not come into my house. Will not. And nope. you wonder why. Oh. I mean, it, it makes me wonder. Come yeah. on over, you know. Yes. Why don't yes. you come over for dinner? No. Oh, let's go meet. Let's go. Let's go meet at the whatever restaurant. Whatever. Exactly. It's like, yeah. wait a minute here. Yeah. And uh, I think that people sometimes, as um, I was mentioning to, to somebody, the, uh, to, uh, the other day I, I was reading an article and I, I blew by the date of, um, you know, that, that for epiphany, you know, you know, that in, especially in some tradition, which is the 7th of January in, for example, in Cuba, this is when actually you gave presents, which is celebrates when I the three white men. She was at the, at the window cell that night. Yeah, right. So you came, days, you know, it wasn't like um, Christmas day per se, when you gave yeah. the gift, it was the 7th which is when the three wise men come right. to the baby Jesus yep, in exactly. the manger. Yep. Right. And this is uh, right after that, there's epiphany. And then there's, there's, this is a day that you could, uh, you could mark like a blessing across your entryways mm -hmm. in chalk. And people don't realize, you know, people, how can I say people might think, and maybe you can explain this, Miss Aida, that you could think, well, what am I going to do if I, scribble whatever symbol it is on my doorway what's that going to do in the metaphysical plane in the medical physical uh, do not enter exactly it's a do not enter side. people sometimes see it as something very physical very simple how can i say it? that they might look at it and go that's so simple all you're doing is making markings yeah with chalk yeah. i wouldn't use chalk though i would use cascaria which is yes um, i know what cascaria is yeah, yeah. The, the the dried eggshells and it mm -hmm. looks like chalk and it acts like chalk and yeah right that's what i would use and i've done it you know but yes you know i was telling you earlier before the show that i found something better <laughs> now i do everything in lamb's blood because I oh my god you gotta tell that story tell that story that you told me okay. explain explain so people don't think why does she like lamb's blood it's like so okay so i was like really you know, this is two years ago when the, the um, COVID first came out. Okay. And, you know, I was really concerned because I'm an older woman. I have high blood pressure. I'm tiny. You know, I've said this before. I'm 5'3". I, I fluctuate between 100 and 105. It's like, oh, God, you know, maybe I'm going to, you know. I was so upset. And I'm a Catholic, but I was, yeah, I, I studied Judaism, which I like to call Judaism. And I was taking the classes and not to convert just because it's fascinating. And I'm reading the Torah and, you know, a lot of you have seen the movie, the 10 commandments, right? So one of the, the plagues was um, that the firstborn sons would all die. 
And what they did was they got lamb's blood and they put it over their doorways. And so the angel of death would see that and would not take the son of that house. I said, let me try this. So I went out and I bought lamb leg, right? You know, the boneless right. lamb leg. And I, I squeezed it and, you know, there was already blood in the package, but you know, if you squeeze it, right. you get more. And then I took a pastry brush and I put it over all the doorways, my, my door wall, my garage door, everything. And then I painted, you know, God's name, you know, Baruch Adonai Elohenu, or I, I didn't say Elohenu, I said Baruch Adonai, because I didn't have enough blood. And blessed be okay. you, God. And something came over me. It just mm -hmm. came over me. I could feel protection. And I could okay. feel that everything was going to be all right. And now I swear by lamb's blood. I swear by it. Isn't that interesting? And that's I haven't incredible. had a cold or anything since. I mean, not even. Right. It's like, huh, that's weird. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, like, I, like you said at the beginning, there was a lot of unknown in this whole scenario. So people were like wigging out kind of like, wow. Mm -hmm. But um, the, it, it, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't have to be a complicated thing, whether it was something like lamb's blood or, you know, written in chalk or cascarilla. It doesn't, it, I guess what I'm saying is for something to be effective, doesn't have to be complicated. Right. And that's the beauty of hoodoo. And, you know, I've written four hoodoo books. Okay. Yes. The beauty of hoodoo, and it goes along with Cuban brujeria. Okay. Mm -hmm. They go hand in hand because hoodoo and brujeria, that's folk magic practices. Okay. Right. The beauty of hoodoo and brujeria is your, well, Cuban brujeria, I want to be specific about that, is you're working with what you got. So, okay. you know, what happened when the slaves came over to the United States? right and they were taken to the south and that's where where hoodoo was you know um born birthed and they had to work with what they had what was available they didn't have fancy altars they didn't have you know and i'm not knocking that beautiful altars are beautiful right mm -hmm. they had the ground that was their altar right right so i have different altars in there I have different things that you can use you can use all kinds of things that you don't ever have to go to the store ever okay i mean if you want to do candle magic yeah i have candle magic in there but you don't have to go online and say i need this and i need that i need okay. you know hoodoo and cuban brujeria are for me you know the same and you're working okay. with what you have and it's effective it's effective. right right know? i remember when i was a little girl you know i got one of the spells in there where you use a pin cushion and a pen and there was this woman that I was only like five, but I was a little too smart for my bridges, right? She had a pin cushion okay. and she was putting pins in that cushion. And she said, this is Martha. And I said, well, I got a better idea. And I didn't tell her because Martha was coming over. Oh. I put a needle in the chair where she was going to sit. Oh, my. She's like, forget the, what? let's go direct direct oh my god my mother caught it at the last minute at the last i said but mother it's better than your brujeria she's just gonna sit right it's like muchacha vengaka. She <laughs> no she wasn't that calm <laughs> okay I'm, just, uh, I'm, just, I'm doing the pg version <laughs> well yeah it's like yeah it's like hey he's like man why why are you let's let's go direct to the source 
But yeah, I like it. Children always simplify things. Exactly. See, I was born to know this. The simpler, the yeah. better. No, yeah. folks, you would never do that. But I just thought, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. pin cushion in the pen, that, that is actually a spell. You know, it's, you don't have to go online and buy 20,000 million trillion dollars and right. stuff. That's the beauty. Right. And yeah. this is that's 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 what I meant that, you know, people sometimes think that for something to be effective, it has to be complicated and, you know, and and you have to spend a lot of money. And sometimes I guess the more complicated it is, the more scattered energy you're outputting. Right. So, you know, let's just say and I'm, I'm going to give you a different example because I have examples in my book of okay. what not to do and what not to do, what not to say what not to write, but this is how you write it. So let's just say, um, and I tell people this for love spells, do not deliver a grocery list. I want him to be rich. I want him to be handsome. I want him to speak Spanish and English. I want him to be a wonderful cook. I want him to be well-educated, well-cultured, Okay, that's too much energy, number one. Okay, you're going to say, I want the perfect man for me. Now, right. one of my clients, I was like, almost had a heart attack. She asked for three things for this man to be. Okay. And he had to be over six feet tall. I said, this is the stupidest position I've ever seen. Because what if he's rich and loves you i forgot what it was good luck right but he's 511 right exactly you yeah you know so the more complicated the more scattered energy you've got to focus okay. on one thing has anybody ever come to you asking for you to do something for them like a spell or something more complicated that mm -hmm. you kind of said no i can't do that i am the poorest spellcaster on the planet because <laughs> I won't do I won't do cursing spells or okay. breakup spells unless they're justified. I have okay. to do a reading. I cannot tell you how many times I'll say I won't do this because of the story they're telling me. You know, it's mm -hmm. like this isn't justified. Right. Um, or in my reading, it shows they're lying. Ah, okay. okay. A lot of times they'll talk to people and and they're not psychologically stable. Sure. And I you know, I charge very big money. Like for cursing, I charge a thousand, and for breakup, I charge like eight hundred. But I do that for a reason, you know. And, okay. and that, you know, number one, I work on it two months because okay. you know I always say you got to pile on the straws, pile on the straws, so you keep okay. doing that until you break the camel's back, right? But um, number two, it's a deterrent. You know, it's like, oh, maybe that person really didn't do these things to me. You know, it's like. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Some some woman, um, I I just really hate to say this, but I despise this woman. And you know, she did so much that she she you know, she mysteriously got cancer. You know, I don't know okay. why. <laughs> and um, it's in my book. But um she called the police on me because my puppy got in her backyard. And okay. she wanted the dog to be, you know, it was a puppy. Put down right. this and that and that and this. And so I called an animal control. And I donate a lot to animal control. So they know okay. me. Okay. Right. 
And I called the supervisor. I said, she's making up all these lies. She goes, hmm. She looks on the computer. She goes, you know, that's strange. Your dog has a rabies shot and a license. Her dog doesn't. Oops. So she called the woman and she says, you know, I know you want her dog in quarantine, but your dog has to go in quarantine too. Oh, well, her dog didn't do anything. <laughs> right. So she backs down. I mean, when there's, sure. you know. So um, yeah, but people, people do stupid stuff like that. And you ask yourself why, and you'll never figure it out to be so mean spirited. No, no, I, I, you know, it, it, it was a whole difference. She wants, she wants to be the head of the neighborhood and it's like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, when you buy my house or pay my mortgage, then you can. But still, and even then, I don't know. I, I myself personally, I'm so busy. It's like, I, I don't, you know, as long as I can do whatever I want on my property, that's what I care about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's people don't realize that there's a bunch of people running around like that. Jealous, yeah. envious. I mean, yes. what's the bottom line? There, the bottom line is there's something wrong with them. Yes. You know why are you so hateful? Why are you so resentful? Why are you so? You know, I'm jealous of no. I mean, I think I was jealous one time when um, this guy I really liked, you know, was uh, ogling or ogling a, a pretty girl. And I think mm -hmm. that's the time I've ever been jealous. But if you oh, had won the lottery, I'd be more excited than you, you know, even though it was you. But I, you know I what? The, it, it, this, I need that. And I don't do that. You know? you know what? Whenever I hear people like that, to me, I tell that that gives me a flavor of, of a psychopath. People, yeah. when people think of a psychopath, they think of the serial killer. You could be a psychopath without a violent streak. That doesn't mean people think that a psychopath automatically they look think of the movies. You could be a psychopath, and what a psychopath craves is control. Mm -hmm. Okay. And control sometimes is exactly like what you described. I want to control everybody here. Mm -hmm. And the person that bucks it, like you were trying to do. No, that I did. Oh, you did, <laughs> you know. It's like this person nobody tells me what to do. You yeah. know, I'm going to. And I'm going to give you, uh, those, those are the ones that will call code enforcement on their neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. These are the ones, they don't go killing people. They don't, they don't. But what makes what makes them happy is doing stuff like that. Yeah. Especially, and I guess people sometimes that really, they haven't done any, there's no, um, what do you call it? Hey, we never had a fight. I don't hate you. I really don't mind. I didn't even know you that well. Exactly. Thank you. Thank right? you. Yeah. And they still, and you're like, where did this come from? Yeah. And people don't realize there's a lot of psychopaths running around out there oh, yeah. that just because they haven't gone around killing. As a matter of fact, sometimes they're very, they're really, really, they know how to mask emotion. And they're sometimes they're, they even know they're very law abiding. You know what I'm saying? Or they oh, use yeah, the yeah. law like she yeah, was doing yeah, with like, the, uh, like the people that go to church every day. And then right. the worst ones. Or like what she was doing with the animal control. Yeah. Like I'm going to use it to be my, to, to yeah. do my dirty work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a lot of people running around like that. So I could see where this is coming <laughs> great. Uh, yeah. It's like, I'm going to fix your wagon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people. And I hate to say it. I think everybody, if you've lived life a little while, you've come, you have run You'll cross paths with people like that. And sometimes you don't have the luxury. Like you said, if you work with them, if you live next to them, what are you going to do? Quit your you job, can't. move? You can't, or you don't want to. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I feel bad for people that cower. They cower, you know, it's like they, they just go along with it or hide or something. And it's like, no, no, don't, don't, don't do well, that. Well, do I guess, that. you know what? And you're absolutely right. Because some people will try to say, okay, you know what? Let me fade back and see if this person will just lose interest in me. And sometimes it works on the opposite. They become more. And that's what this woman did. You know, it's like, yeah. The more I ignored her, the more she came at me. And then she even had her son and her son's friends come at me. And she even had her son threaten to kill me. Holy God. Um, it's like, All right. I got to tell you, I did every cursing spell. I was like, is she protected by the devil? And then finally <laughs> it happened. I mean, finally it happened. And it's like, I haven't heard crap from them in... I don't know, a year and a half, two years. That is. And the only thing is interesting because I was at the um, the grocery store and this was about three months ago. And I'm real spry. I mean, I can outrun, I can outrun a 20 year old, you know, because I'm, I'm always running and, and I saw her at the grocery store and, and she looked horrible just horrible mm -hmm. you know como se dice horrible and she was yeah twisted, okay yeah. and she could barely walk she was using the shopping cart and i saw her and she was telling somebody she was moving and you're like and um i just took the shopping cart and i just i just had to i had to be cruel i took that shopping cart and i because she knew i was it was me and I ran with the shopping cart. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not Hodawa. I can run. I can you know, it's kind of it's kind of interesting, you know, how God works in mysterious ways, you know, to yeah. chase her out of the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, you know, her biggest thing against me was I wasn't white. You know, I'm Cuban. And really? that was her biggest Are thing. Oh uh, yeah. And um, it's so interesting because you know, I prayed to God, help me, help me, help me. And we had a black family come in, an African-American family. Uh -huh. Wonderful, wonderful people. Wonderful. And now she's moving out because of him. <laughs> and you know what? People don't realize. It's like, it's like who the hell wants a neighbor like you? I don't care what you, yeah. are, who you are, you know? Yeah. It's like, get out of here. I almost said, you know, but I said, nah, you know, she's. She's she's gonna move, you but know, that's I funny. Can't, I can't, never, I can't tell you all You're like, okay, you know what? What else can I throw at this lady? <laughs> well, man, when it finally, well, you know what they call? What is it when when you have uh, that critical mass where you push against something so heavy that finally it like moves? It's like I know, okay. but when when it happened, it all happened. I mean, yeah, it all cancer, happened. Cancer, cripple. I yeah. mean, it was just all at once and. You ask me to tell people too, like, you know, they ask me and I have it in the book, you know, how long does it take for a spell to work? Okay. okay. And I usually say two years max because okay. our time and their time mm -hmm. are different. Okay? okay. So, you know, the way I was always taught and I was told by spirit that um, a year for me is like 10 minutes in the spirit world. So if they're going to get to you, they will get to you, you okay. know, but it's, it, it just depends, you know, Let me ask so, you then, what, what happens when somebody does a love spell, they want somebody, you know, how you, people get like obsessed. This person belongs to somebody else, but they want that person. And here it could be man or woman, either way. Does the spell work? 
or is there something can, how does that work you know we we have a, a word for that I've, I've seen i've seen um people do the magic you know and, and mm -hmm. they and, and i'll see that the the target is a person the recipient of the spell they'll start bobo they start acting bobo you know they're they're even their right their looks are different but i i just think it's it's very 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 bad to do a love spell if that man is happily or that woman is happy right. with their, their partner. Anyway, I said this on another show, who are you hurting? I mean, I'm madly in love with Andy Garcia, okay? If I were to, no, I'm serious, okay? God, He's I love well. that man so much, you know? Uh -huh. I mean, let's just say I knew him and I put a love spell on. Is that fair to his wife, his children, his grandchildren? Is that fair? I'm hurting a lot of people. Of course. You know, so of course. You know, I'm very careful with love spells. I, I'm I don't do them frequently because it has to be something outstanding. You know, not sometimes you see these people they kind of like get obsessed, like yeah. you know that well, they I mean, kind of get obsessed when they can't get what they want. Right, right. And then right. once they get what they want, they don't want it anymore. Then it's over. Okay, it it has to do with the challenge. You know what I mean? So that's exactly. Like, I think honestly. I think love spells are more dangerous than, than my book, Hoodoo Justice Magic or Cursing yeah. and Crossing. I think that they're more dangerous. I really do. Right. They can be hurting they, a bunch of people. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Let me ask I mean, you this. And I want to ask you a question. Does the love spell ever wear off? Let's say I'm the target. Yeah. And all of a sudden this person's like, huh? You know, like they're like all of a sudden yeah. that's it. They, they're not they under the spell well. anymore. Yeah, no, they'll they'll weaken and, and then they'll go to the practitioner, you know, and, and get some more sick. And that's where I will draw the line too. It's like, do you constantly want this person under a spell because they really don't love you? You right. know what I mean? I mean that that's not good either. That and that's sure. another thing that I'll turn down. You know. Right. Like you 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 gotta do this, otherwise this person would walk away and not be with yeah, you. Yeah, that means the person never really loved you. So I mean, you know, what is that? To me, that's a caging spell and I don't like caging spells. To me, it's 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 a binding, an unjustified binding spell. Sure. Now I'll do spells like if I like a guy, yeah, I'll do right. attraction spells so he'll pay attention to me. Right. You know? But you know, I made I made mistakes in my life, you know, where I've done a a love spell and I couldn't reverse it, and then I couldn't get rid of the guy. Oh and that's God. That's happened to me like three or four times. It's like I'm not doing this anymore. You know, I, yeah. I couldn't get rid of them. It's like, then it's like, oh, like, oh, <laughs> you know, so you got to be careful. Yeah. I, I imagine that probably that does happen where, what is it? Or, you know, it's like, you know, how you become mesmerized with this person. You kind of idealize them. And then when you get the real thing, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that. that I had to do that to me. Um, oh, let me. Oh, they did it to you. You were the target. I had. I had someone. Um, this guy was really good looking, you know. And I don't know what came over me, you know. He. There were. We had nothing in common. He was so good looking. And uh -huh. um, anyway, then I thought, you know, I, I'm not a drinker, okay. And okay. this guy was a functional alcoholic, and right. you know, he had done something with my cupboards, and I was up there one day washing my cupboards and I found all these empty 
booze bottles, you know, the, the, I don't even know what you call them, the little ones or the whiskey. Right, yeah, I know, I know which ones you're talking okay. about. And um, I was like, this guy's an alcoholic. And so anyway, every time he's around me, I couldn't stand him. I was like, get out, get out, get out, you know. Now, he was American, but of Norwegian descent, okay? okay? And then he'd leave, and I wanted him back. And then he'd come back, and I didn't want him. I mean, and, and it was the same day. It was always right. the same day that he'd come back that I didn't want him, right? It's like, what the hell? So one day it was like, you know, something's wrong here. I can't stand him. Okay. And something told me to go through my drawers, my dresser, my, you know, my coqueta, you know. Uh-huh. And yes. I fold all my everything military. Okay. It's a force of habit. And I, something told me to go, go through it. I did. And he had a sweaty shirt. <gasps> oh. Okay. That he folded military the way I folded and put so it. So you wouldn't notice it. All my clean clothes. And, you know, if you leave, and that's what we call a personal concern, you know, this has got a sweat there, it's DNA, and and everybody, you know, not everybody, you know, a lot of people will leave their jewelry at a guy's house, so it's yes. an excuse to come back. Did I leave right. my bracelet there? But there is a magical connotation to that. Your mm -hmm. DNA is still in that house, so that person will come back, okay? okay? And that's what he did. And... I found that shirt. I was so upset because now all my other shirts are dirty, right? And I you put bleach in that yeah. in that load. <laughs> I contained it in a, um, you know, those freezer bags. They have the double thingy. Yeah. And I contained it. And do you know, from that day forward, I I didn't want any part of them. That's and incredible. you know, we kept calling. So I had one of my friends. Um, one of my male friends, but he wasn't a boyfriend. He was just a friend who was a male. Mm -hmm. And I had him answer the phone and say, you know, we're engaged. And that was the end of that, you know, but yeah, I've had it pulled on me. That's, I've heard also that sometimes some of those types, is, if, if, if you eat it, if you eat something, is there any truth to that? So, you know, one of the, the most common ones is menstrual blood. And oh. um, so, you know, Cubans do this all the time. So do so do hoodoo practitioners, and hoodoo practitioners will also use sperm. You know if they're male, yes. but you know I'm not a male, so you know the period the the menstrual blood. Mm -hmm. And what you do is now the way I was taught by my right. mother is you put a coffee cup underneath your vagina, right, and you wait for three drops. Okay. To get up and then you put it with coffee but you can't make the coffee too hot right you know, because then it'll burn the the dna and i used to do that to my husband whenever he get like sour on me mm -hmm. that spell only lasts a couple of days okay that's it i mean people are under the misimpression that it lasts forever and ever no it lasts as long as it goes through your your digestive system and then your kidneys filter it out and mm -hmm. you know because it's just blood. Now there's there's something called live things in you, which I did not put in my book at all. And live things in you is where you you literally curse somebody and they'll have stuff in them that they've consumed. 
I don't do that. And I don't, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to even get people ideas. You know what I okay. mean? So, um, this, this sounds like uh, Defcon, Defcon one of, uh, of spells this is what it sounds like, because this is like you said, this is something that I guess going to stay with this person until somebody, what, like you helps them out. Yeah. What is some, in other words, if somebody came to you that they had done that to them, could you help them? Yeah. But I insist on a, a medical exam. Let there be light. Okay. I would say, you know, I'm a nurse first. Okay. Always sure. First. Of course. Okay. So I need to know what's going on with you medically. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people don't realize that, believe it or not, nine times out of 10, a lot of these things have just medical uh, complaints of different types, whatever it might be. Yeah. It's, uh, it's only when, like you said, you ruled out all the other stuff and the doctor's like, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's incredible. Miss Aida, thank you so much. It has been absolutely wonderful to talk to you. Oh, I'm going been... to put a link to your website on the credits of the show, but for the podcast listeners, what is your website address? MissAida.com. M-I-S-S-A-I-D-A.com. Okay. And I also have a Facebook page and it's Miss Aida Psychic is my Facebook. And I'm kind of on Instagram, but not really on Instagram. Okay. And that's Miss Aida Conjure. But my Facebook is, you know, where you can really find me on my website. So that, can people do like a reading with you, like uh, yeah, on yes, the I internet? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Um, it doesn't have to be spell work. It could be like an actual just reading. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, my books can be found on Amazon. Okay. And just, you know, just type in Miss Aida and five books will show up because they just, they just um, translated it into French. Really? <laughs> so, Interesting. Yeah. Are you working on anything else for this year? For 2022? Um, for this year, I'm, I'm going to be doing a book about love spells. Yes. Ah. It's going to, yes. Um, it's going to have a lot of psychology in it. So it's going to be, my books are different than others. I, I don't research things. You know, I write from the years of practice that I've had. Sure. So I don't look at other, and, and I always, always, always implement psychological strategies, what you're doing wrong, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, it, it's a lot of psychology, you know, even your behaviors, you can't, um, can't be fighting with somebody all the time and telling them off and then expect them to come crawling back. And on the other hand, you can't take crap from people for fear that they won't love you or mm -hmm. come back to you. So um, that's what I'm working on. Let me tell you something. There's nothing that replaces actual experience. And like you said, after a while you do this work and you're like, I know how this is going to, you know, like in other words, you see a pattern. Sometimes I imagine when people come to you with certain things and you realize this is how it started, but this is how it's going to get resolved. Right. I'm 60. I'll be 66 next month. So I do have a couple of years. Oh, I mean, <laughs> of course. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing about when you're older is like, it's like, okay, you know, I can remember when yeah, having exactly. to tell everybody. It's interesting. I can remember when and it's like, okay, you know, you know what? I'm starting to sound that, like my mother. <laughs> if people have a medical ailment, I listen to what, what did this happen? The same thing with, with this, you know, magic is like, you know, tell me from the beginning and then I can, you know, exactly what yes. you said, because I've been through it. I've right. been through it or I've seen it, 
you know, like I said, exactly. none of my books are through research. They're all through experience. Right. And pe people don't, I tell people, you know, you know, you can read all the books you want. You can listen to lectures uh, for whatever. There's no such thing as, I'm going to call it field experience. Nothing ever replaces that. Yeah. yeah. That's when you really learn the, the in practice, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever the field is, that's how you really learn things exactly. is when you're there. Exactly. Yes. So yeah, for you people out there that have it out for the boomers, the boomers, we know what we're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Again, thank you. Yeah, of course, of course, man. I mean, I'm still planning to be around for a while. <laughs> Take care. Good luck to you. Okay. It was wonderful to speak to you again, my oh, dear. Wonderful. Take care, darling. Take care. Good night. Wow. She's great. She's great. She's great. I love talking to her again. Look, for the people that didn't see it, this is, okay, this is the book. This is her last book that came out. Okay. Who Do Justice Magic by Miss Aida. And at the top, it says Spells for Power Protection, Righteous Vindication. Okay. And you know what? I know there's people that are going to be like, oh. Sometimes, you know, as much as we like would like to think that <clears throat> how's the law, sometimes the law doesn't give you justice. Sometimes, even if you even if you could take it um, to the legal system, but a lot of things that happen cannot be resolved there. All right, and let's face it, we live present day in a very litigious society okay whereas before people would resolve their th dramas different ways maybe a little bit too personally but it would you know at the end of the day it was like I, I i remember when i was growing up as a teenager even though i went to catholic school but you know uh there's a fight there's a fight you didn't see it but everybody ran over teenagers of course um you know, maybe they'd be sent to the office. They'd shake hands. And that was it. The police got called. And of course, this was this no firearms, nothing like this. All right. Nowadays, everything is, whether it's a fight at school amongst teenagers. And by the way, don't misconstrue. I'm not talking about some kid that's got some type of mental health issues that sh that's not being treated. That's that We're talking totally different scenario here. I'm talking about a couple of teenagers that just don't like each other or not getting along or... They like the same girl or whatever, or the same thing. And the girl like the same, whatever. Okay. Nowadays, everything becomes a three-ring circus. And sometimes like what she said, what's happening to her with a neighbor? You have this neighbor for some reason. She doesn't like you. She doesn't, she, she wants you out of there. And if you try to logic it, you try to like, how, why, how, how? You never, <clears throat> it has something to do with emotional, whatever their emotional makeup is, their psyche, um, you know, just whatever. You know, I've heard of people wanting that person to move out of that house because they have a relative or a son or a daughter-in-law or somebody or a grandkid that they want to be able to move into that house. Okay. So they want you out of there. And a lot of times they, again, not logically, develop this animosity against you that you have no idea where it's coming from. But th then it plays out like what she's describing. 
where this lady's ready to call animal control on her because the her puppy went in her yard. The lady's kids are, you know, are being aggressive towards her. And yeah, that happens. And that's when that book comes in where, you know, you can't call the police. What the lady gives me hard looks. The lady gives me the stink eye. Yeah, you, know, you know they don't. They, they're not going to have time for that. All right. And sometimes this is a way to just get that lady off your back or get her to move out. If it's really, you know, I, I've I've heard of people. Um, what do you call it? Uh, feuds between neighbors that go on for years, and that man, people are. All of a sudden, it takes the joy out of living at this place because you know that you've got a person on the other side of your fence or maybe down the block or something that is just waiting to pounce on you or somebody in your household for something. You know, that tit for tat kind of thing. And it could sour your whole existence to, do, to have that. You know, and if you go to the point where Okay, we cannot talk about it. We cannot come to an agreement. It's like, okay, you know what? We might not like each other, but let's just respect each other. You live in your house. I live mine. That's it. That's fine. That's, let's leave it at that. Sometimes you can't do that. Either because the person doesn't want to or yeah, whatever the reason. And it's very interesting when, you know, if this person, like I said, you know, there is such a thing as negative thought forms, which is when somebody obsessively just thinks in other words they're not they're not thinking they're putting a spell on you or doing anything like you know or going to somebody and saying hey i want you to like do whatever whatever so that this person moves out of that house no but they obsessively think about it. like oh, i hurt i hope that person leaves are bad things about you i hope this person the, the, there is something that can come of that of that concentrated intent against you not like oh like oh man what a you know she is and or that guy he's such a uh, no 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 no. i'm talking about they spend a lot of time you know when people daydream <laughs> you know you daydream oh i'm gonna go on vacation well this person instead of daydreaming okay they're here like thinking man oh that person i hope they mm, 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 mm. and they think about it a lot day after day yeah, that can have consequences that will manifest against you. It depends on a lot of things also how where you are. Like she even said at the very beginning when that guy gave her a hard look, she was talking to Lad at another table. And right away she felt something weird. She says the guy didn't realize what he was doing. But she picked up on it right away. Some people would have felt uncomfortable, would have felt what she described, but they would never have tied it into the guy that gave her a hard look because, you know, because you're talking too loud. Oh, it's like, okay. So, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is the, us as human beings, especially when the intent is very strong, and I hate to say it, the emotions of love and anger are very powerful emotions. And I hate to say it, that anger slash dislike slash hatred. Let me tell you something, that'll carry you a long way as far as people like not forgetting stuff. And like I said, insisting on it and thinking about it. And 
And you know what? And, and sometimes I hate to say it, you, you might get that concentrated blowback and it might just not only be you, they could have a bunch of other shit going wrong in their life that has nothing to do with you. But for some reason, in some illogical way, they blame you for it. And they spend all this time going, just throwing out this negative vibes against you and thinking and why and that person and they got a new car. Or I hate their house. It looks so neat. I mean, they, any all the most stupid stuff that you could think of or stuff that they're unhappy about. They just put, you know, when you put a snowball together that you roll it up and roll it up and make it bigger. That's what they do on an emotional thought intent level. And they throw it at you. And sometimes you feel it right away, like she was saying. And sometimes it's it comes about like in different ways. And it might take a while for you to realize this is the source of what's going on. That's why this is happening. All right. And like I said, I was going to finish up talking about the evil eye. Um, and it goes on to say this is, uh, let me see. Let me see if I can get it. Um, let me see if I can get it here on the evil eye so that we could look at this. I'm going to try to share it. Share. Okay. Hmm. Evil eye, closer look. Okay. All right. Let me see if I can get myself over here. Oh, there we go. Okay. That's what the evil eye looks like. Let me see if I can. Um, okay. Let me see if we could, if there's a better shot of this. Oh, they're saying this is, um, see, something like this. I'm sure some of you have seen it. It's an amulet which offers protection against the evil eye hanging on a tree in the Cappadocia region of Nevashir, Turkey. Um and this is, uh, these Maltese boat eyes are fixed onto the front of the fishing boats in order to protect the vessels from the evil eye. Okay, this is very widespread as far as the, that it was used as a way to protect. This is an evil eye amulet hung inside a ship during 2019's Blue Homeland, Turkey's largest naval drill. Okay. And, um... I've said, you know, uh, the in, in some cases they call it the Hamza hand. Uh, they they have a lot of different names besides the, um, you know, what, what you what you see this. And anyway, um, it says, oh, let's see. Okay, the evil is essentially a specific type of magical curse and has its roots in magical thinking and superstition. Let's say that a person experiences bad luck ill health, accident, or some unexplained calamity, perhaps a drought or an infectious disease. Before science could explain weather patterns in germ theory and any bad event for which there was not an obvious cause might be blamed on a curse. Curses, including the evil eye, are an answer to the age-old question of why bad things happen to good people. The eyes are said to have special powers and they are said to be the gateway to a person's soul. Shifting eyes are said to subtly betray liars while a steady gaze may be endearing or menacing depending on the circumstances. I'm sure you've seen people now that uh, study the body, uh, the way your, your facial, even for picking juries uh, in the, in the, what is it, the voir dire stage of the, of the, of the trial, uh, 
your eye movements, your body movements, uh, a bunch of stuff just to get a good idea of who or if they're going to pick you or not to be on the jury pool. Um, it says here, eye contact can create an intensely personal connection, whether between lovers or superiors and subordinates. Glaring or intense staring can convey power and authority over another. Of course, actors use your eyes to convey a wide range of emotions, blah, 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 blah. Belief in the power of the eyes is so powerful that any eye affliction has come to suggest evil and bad luck. People who are cross-eyed have uncontrollable eye twitches or spasms or who merely have a prominent squint have been shunned and feared as provoking bad luck, especially among those who work in dangerous occupations such as fishing and mining. Uh, there's an ancient Greek text on physiognomy, which states, the blind of obstinate, the one-eyed is frequently unjust, and the squint-eyed is regularly arrogant. In other words, you are not a nice person if you had weird eyes. Uh, sim similarly, those with unusually close-set eyes or eyes of different colors were often suspected of having the evil eye. Babies and children are said to be especially susceptible to harm from the evil eye. And in many countries, including Greece, Romania, and India, praising a child publicly is sometimes considered taboo. For the compliment will draw the attention of the evil eye. In order to ward off the evil eye, parents of a thoughtlessly praised child may ask the person who gave the compliment to immediately spit in the child's face. You remember what she said about the spitting? that she spits that, that, that Greek tradition of spitting three times. And I read, I don't know how accurate this is, that sometimes uh, for the, uh, I believe it was the Chinese culture, they would, because of course the male children were prized above female, but what they would do is that they would dress, the when they were young children, they would dress them as girls so that the evil eye or anything evil would basically overlook them. You know, that kind of deal. And uh, let's see. Um, baby, uh, blah, 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 blah. because the momentarily exalted youngster has been brought down a peg, any harm by the evil eye is unnecessary. The spittle self is harmless yet insulting enough to negate the compliment. According to this guy, babies and children are also protected with abitini pinned inside their clothing which on Pantelleria consists of small bags of red cloth, sometimes heart-shaped, that look like pin cushions and contain a figurine, a saint card, a small gold horn or crab cloth, and a bit of red cloth or a piece of iron. Who has evil eye? Maybe you do. Many believe that bad intention is not necessary and that some people can cast an evil eye without even knowing it. If one person is believed to have the evil eye, other members of their family are often treated with suspicion. And any children are assumed to have the curse as well. All right. Then it goes on to say the best way to deal with the evil is to avoid it in the first place. Um, as a matter of fact, um, so, yeah, it says here in Cuba, for example, newborns are often given a good luck charm called an asabache to protect them from the evil eye. The asabache is a bit of jet, which is a shiny black little stone. Um Amulets can be worn to deter the evil eye, often using the color blue, symbolizing heaven or godliness and an eye symbol. According to Town and Country Magazine, Meghan Markle, this is a new one, can often be seen wearing one and are often featured in contemporary jewelry designs. Charms, potions, and spells can also be prepared. Here we go. Garlic can be used to deter the evil eye. I guess you can use it besides vampires. 
And some believe that just saying the word garlic offers protection. Okay. And often those who believe they have been harmed by the evil eye will seek out shamans, witch doctors, psychics, or other spiritual healers to remove the curse. There are several ways to cure mal de ojo. One traditional method from Mexico involves the use of a raw egg. I've heard of this. The egg, a universal symbol of purity and birth, is said to absorb evil energies as it passes over the forehead and prone body of the victim in the form of the cross. Okay, the egg is then broken over a bowl of water and the resulting form closely examined for any unusual shapes. An oval or eye shape seen in the yolk or whites is said to indicate that the evil eyes have power has been successfully removed from the victim. This is like the equivalent of the scapegoat. And I'm sure you've heard it where the they would have the sins put on a, let's say a goat. Well, this is like, you know, they pass the egg over the person's body and they break it and look to see if it's gone. Uh, it is tempting to view evil eyes an ancient discredited belief that plays no role in our 21st century. Instead, folklorists uh, note, we should keep in mind that the evil eye is not some old fashioned superstitious belief of interest solely to antiquarians. The evil eye continues to be a powerful factor affecting the behavior of countless millions of people throughout the world. The belief in the evil eye can be harmless. It can also be dangerous in some circumstances. Anytime one person believes that another has harmed them, whether naturally or supernaturally, intentionally or accidentally, there is the potential for deadly retribution. Like other accused witches and sorcerers over the centuries, many people have been attacked, beaten, and killed for casting the evil eye. You know, and um, I hate to say it, but yeah, if you if you're one of these people that your grip on reality is not that good, and you start believing this stuff, yeah. This is when people, you know, people will do sometimes stupid things or horrible things uh, if they believe it enough. All right, guys, I hope you liked the show. I love speaking to Miss Aida. I have to bring her back. We have to talk about other things uh, because there's so much, like she said, she has so many years of experience, actual experience that we could talk about besides what she puts in her books. Obviously, I don't want her to divulge everything that's in her books. But believe me, she's not only uh, her what she knows on a spiritual metaphysical level, her knowledge, but also that she was a nurse. You know, that story about the paramedics with the blowing up uh, thing. What? I'd be like, I'm quitting. <laughs> all right, guys. Again, thank you so much. You're all wonderful. Don't forget to go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com. For any links to any of the show's video or podcast versions, you can listen to the ones without commercial interruptions. If you go directly to the link that I have there or if not to your favorite podcast platforms. And again, it is a pleasure to come and share this time with you and come back next week. I have a lot of great guests coming on. New ones, ones that have been here before, but I guarantee you, always interesting. Take care until next time.